1: And therewith curses we men, which I made after the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceeded blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not so, be, so to be. Doeth a fountain send forth at the same place sweet water and bitter water? Can the fig tree, my brethren, bear olive berries? Either a vine figs, so can no fountain, both yield salt, water, and fresh. My God, my God. So on this morning, amen, praise God. We're going to be just talking about, amen, the title says, a disciplined faith. We're going to be talking about the tongue on today. We're going to be talking about the unruly tongue and the power that's in the tongue. And so on today, amen. Just want to give you a little insight of our our, our teaching on today. This is uh, Timothy. I mean, I'm sorry. This is James that is writing, and he's writing a letter, amen, to the Jewish uh, Christians. And these uh, these Christians are they're they're dwelling amen in a Gentile community, and so these these are young Jewish uh, Christians, and so uh, what has happened here is the Jewish Christians, uh, they had been scattered throughout uh, all of the Mediterranean world, you know, because of the persecution, uh, and they were in hostile environments and were tempted to uh to be led by intellectual uh the intellectual things that they were teaching that they were hearing and and they were they were being confused with the intellectual speaking and they were confusing it with the true faith. And so uh this the, the, the letter that James was uh uh sent sending to them, was a letter to uh, allow them to be reminded what, what genuine religion is, what genuine faith is. We, we, we were uh, talking on last week about uh, uh, the faith that uh, without works, you know, how faith without works is dead. And so uh, James was simply letting, wanting them to be reminded of what the genuine faith is, what genuine faith is, what genuine religion is, what genuine wisdom is. And so this is what this letter was uh, given uh, being uh, uh, given to these uh, Jewish uh, Christians, because they were being enticed, you know, by the outward appearance. They were being enticed. You know, by, you know, looking at the uh, glamour, I would say, you know, uh, they were looking at the prestige that was given, you know, to these teachers. And cause, because, see, in these days, you know, being a teacher. And so I'm going to go through the whole lesson, but I just want to give you an idea of what this lesson is, is really teaching us about. And the lesson today is really teaching and talking to the leaders, the teachers. Uh, in the first verse, it, it, it says many masters. Masters here being uh, meaning teachers. Uh, Jesus was called a rabbi, which was a teacher, and so we want to understand what the word of God is telling us on today. And so, uh, because of the the, the the prestige that you know uh, the teachers were. Uh, receiving because it was a very valued and respected profession in the Jewish culture. And so being a teacher was, you know, held in high esteem. But here James is telling them that don't get caught up with that. Don't get caught up with the glamour and the hype, you know, and, you know, the the things that's attached to being a teacher. Because in our lesson today, we're going to see that it, it, it is much required in this. It's not a requirement that comes with this. It. It's also, you know, a, it's a responsibility that comes with this as well. Uh, consequences.
0: Amen. Praise the Lord. We're going to ask you to please remain on the line. We're having technical difficulty. Our intercessor will be returning to the line soon. Thank you, and God bless you. As we are waiting for the intercessor to return to the line, we need you to just be praying. Amen. Praise God. There has been such an attack on the airways and um technology in the phones. So we're gonna begin to pray that God's word will continue to go out. Amen. Praise God and reach those that are desiring to hear the gospel. Amen. Praise God, praise God. So as you are Waiting, we want to pray that there will be no interference in the work that God has called for his people to do. For this is a time and a season where the enemy is trying to turn up distractions. So, as we are waiting and as we are talking today about faith, amen. Praise God, we're going to have faith today to believe that God's word will be unstoppable. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. So we're staring at the atmosphere right now, and we are trusting and believing God. Amen. Praise God that his word will hit the ears of every person. Amen. That is on this broadcast today. Amen. Praise God. But we got to learn how to pray. Amen. Praise God against distractions. Amen. Praise God. For there is a word from the Lord. Amen. Praise God. And we're going to trust God today. Amen. Praise God that the power of prayer, amen, the power and the anointing that is upon your life, amen, will break through the interference of the waves that are trying to come. And I see right now the enemy just blowing on this broadcast because there's somebody on this broadcast that came, amen, praise God, trusting God to take their faith to another place on today, because there's something that you need to encounter this week. So this word today, amen, praise God, is coming. Amen, praise God, to you. Amen, praise God, because, amen, glory to God, you, amen, praise God, need to conquer something, amen, this week. So we're just believing and trusting God. Amen, praise God. We know that when we Get ready to start the podcast. Good
1: morning, good morning. God Let's God start bless the broadcast
0: you. Yes. you so amen. Praise God. So, so it's possible that we're going to time
1: have time the amen. Amen. Which is We're to, God to, back to work.
0: come before you. you on pray this pray this morning, Thanking God. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. And, and she'll come in after the broadcast gets to the first stop.
1: You have tuned in to the message of Christ Church under the leadership. Of Apostle Sylvia Staples, and we're located in Chicago, Illinois. And we thank and we praise God, amen, for you joining us on this morning. And uh, we invite you to join us Monday through Friday at 6 o'clock a.m., as well as Monday evenings at 7 o'clock p.m. And we're here every Sunday morning, fighting hand this morning, thanking and be God. And we'll be equipped. And all of our good works, God, we'll be equipped, hallelujah, to go out to the hedges and the highways, God. Hallelujah, my God, to tell this dying world that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. God, we thank you, God. Hallelujah, my God. As you discipline us, God, in our faith, God, as we come before you, God, hallelujah, with instructions to how to be disciplined. Father, with my God, my God, we will hear and obey your word, God. We will hear and obey your voice on today, God. Hallelujah, my God, in a strange voice we will not follow. We will be led by the Spirit, and we will not give in to the lust of the flesh, God. And we thank you and praising you on today. Father, I ask right now, God, that you bless each and every one that's under the sound of my voice. Bless us, God. Hallelujah, my God, to be doers of your word and not just hearers only, God. And we thank him and, and praise him, be glorified, that they may be obey us, and we turn about their whole body. Behold also the ships, which though they be so great and are driven of fierce winds, yet are they turned about with a very small helm. Whether so ever the governor therewith going to be just talking about faith without works is dead. And so, uh, because see, in these days, you know, being a teacher, and so I'm going to go through the whole lesson, but I just want to give you an idea of what this lesson is is really teaching us about. And the lesson today is really teaching and talking to the leaders, the teachers. Uh, In the first verse, it it, it says many masters, masters here being, uh, meaning teachers. Uh, Jesus was called a rabbi, which was a teacher. And so we want to understand what the Word of God is telling us on today. And so uh, because of the the, the prestige that, you know, uh, the teachers were uh, receiving because it was a very valued and respected profession in the Jewish culture. And so being a teacher was, you know, held in high esteem. But here James is telling them that don't get caught up with that. Don't get caught up with the glamour and the hype, you know, and, you know, the, the, the things that's attached to being a teacher. Because in our lesson today, we're going to see that it, it, it is much required in this. It's a requirement that comes with this. It's also, you know, it's a responsibility that comes with this as well. Uh, Consequences, accountability. All of this comes with being a teacher and a leader, one that's over the people. And so we want to just look at, you know, what false doctrine, people that is not really teaching the true word of God. That's why James said the genuine the genuine religion, the genuine faith, the genuine wisdom of God. And so if you're not speaking the genuine wisdom of God, then you're you're teaching a myth. You're teaching heresy. And And it's an accountability that comes with that. So in our lesson today, you know, when you're teaching God's wisdom, it shows in your speech. Because it's going to line up, amen. There's, there's a sound that you're going to hear. There's an anointing that's attached to it. There's a truth that's attached to it. The word of God says, you know, over in Timothy, it says, study to show yourself approved unto God that a workman need not be made ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And so being leaders, being apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, we all is being held accountable for the things that come out of our mouths because of the damage that it can do. And this is what our lesson is, is really talking about today, is letting us to know that whenever we get up before God's people, and whether we be in the fivefold ministry or we just be people that is speaking, you know, and sharing the word of God. We have to make sure that we're doing it according to the word of God, that we're doing it with the right motive so that it can be effective to the ones that we're speaking it to. You may be a Sunday school teacher. But know that what you're teaching these children, whether it be the, the, the babies all the way up to the adults, you know, you're going to be held accountable for what you're teaching them. You're going to be, we, we let me rephrase that, we are going to be held accountable for what we are speaking into the ears of the people because it's life-changing. What we're speaking is life-changing because people are listening to us. And they are depending on us giving them the truth. And that's why so many people get caught up in false doctrine. They get tossed to and fro by every wind and every doctrine because they have that itching ear that the Word of God is talking about. And so, we as leaders, we as teachers, we want to make sure that we're giving them the sound doctrine. The Word of God says in this time and in this season, people don't want to hear the sound doctrine. But God is compelling us. We are compelled to give the people what thus says the Lord. And it's not going to always be what they want to hear. The Word of God is like that two-edged sword. My God, my God, it's like that two-edged sword. Is curling the thunder to the bone and the marrow, my God, and to the intent of the heart, because it's designed to correct. It's, it's the Word of God is designed. It's a doctrine that's designed to, to, uh, or is warning, instruction, correction, that the people can be transformed by the renewing of their mind. And so that's what the Word of God is telling us. Don't be tossed to and fro by everybody because you got the false prophets. You got false apostles. You got false evangelists. You got false pastors and false teachers. And they're not teaching for the sake of salvation, they're not teaching for the sake of transformation. They're teaching for uh, you know the filthy lucas. Some of them are teaching for the filthy filthy lucas. So they're teaching the people what they want to hear, or what they know that the people will be excited about, things that will excite them, which will make them excited because it'll be something that you know that 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 that, that it that tickles the ear, something that will you know allow them to stay in the place that they're in. There will be no conviction. And so if you're not convicted, that's what the word of God comes to do. It comes to convict us. We're not supposed to sit in a service and under the word of God and not feel convicted because the word of God is, going, is telling us as we bring the word, as you know, we, we hear the word of God today, amen, we're supposed to feel an uncomfort. Because the word of God said we we all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And so even us as leaders, the word is to us first. And so that's why when we begin our lesson, and I'm going to get into the lesson in a minute, but I just want to just share what it is that the lesson is telling us on this morning. And so we have to know that. You know, we as leaders, we have to have wise uh, uh, speech. Our speech has to be wise. It has to exemplify, you know, God. It has to exemplify that it's coming from heaven. And so I, because we're responsible for the results of our speech, of our teaching. Mm, My God, my God, this is powerful this morning. This is a powerful lesson this morning. My God, my God. Because, see, the wisdom of God, when we as leaders and teachers are speaking the wisdom, are giving the wisdom of God, the wisdom of God is to control. You know, it helps us to control our tongue, our actions. My God. Mm -mm -mm. My God. Because it's there to govern us. The word of God governs us. It teaches us. The do's and the don'ts, the right and the wrongs, the things that we should do, the things that we shouldn't do. That's what the word of God, that is the whole source purpose of God, so that we can be transformed. And so they can be transformed into the image of God, so that we could do the things of God. And so uh, let me just get back into our word, amen. And so our word is letting us to know, the first verse it says, my brethren, be not... uh, be not many masters, amen. I'm going to read from you also different, uh, trans, uh, I'm just going to pick one different translation, amen, because so that, you know, time is of the essence here. And it says, uh, this translation is saying that not many of you should become teachers. Everybody is not designed or called, should I say, to be a teacher. Everybody is not called to be an apostle. Everybody is not called to be uh, a prophet. Everybody is not called to be evangelist. Everybody is not called to be a pastor or a teacher. So everybody is not called to the for a ministry. But everybody can share the Word of God. Amen? In their own perspective, in their own way, the way that God gives them to share it. But the Word of God today is telling us that, you know, uh, you gotta know that when you're standing before the people and when you're giving the word of God, that you're gonna be judged. And so this translation says that, uh, my brothers, for you know that we who teach will be judged with greater strictness. The, the the uh the King James Version says that we shall receive greater condemnation. We're gonna be held accountable. We're going to, it's going to be consequences to us not teaching the word of God the way that God has has told us to teach it. And so if we know, those of us that know that we have been called to this, we can't take it lightly. We cannot take it lightly. That's why the word of God said we have to study his word. We have to know that this word has to take root in our hearts. We have to study this word. We have to be connected. We have to have a, 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 a ear to hear what God is saying to us through his word before we even present it to the people of God because we want to always be in a place where we're in right standing with God. We're doing it the right way. The second verse says, for we all stumble in many ways because we are not perfect people. It says, for in many things we offend all. If any man offend not in words, the same is a perfect man and able also to bridle the whole body. And so what this is telling us that because we're, we're in this fleshly body and that we, we make mistakes, that we have to make sure that when we're bringing the word of God, we're aligning up with the word of God. And that's what this word of God is saying when it says we're, we're perfect men. In other words, we're mature. We're mature in the word of God. Amen. We are mature in the word of God. And so that's why the word of God in James also says, uh, beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. Because we have to be swift to hear what the Spirit is saying. We got to make sure that we're hearing what God is saying to us and that we're not leaning to our own understanding. We're not leaning to what we think. We're not giving the people of God what we think that they should hear. We're not offending the people of God. My God, my God. And so we're not in our own self. We don't fall into that place where we get up and we be offensive. The word of God is going to correct and reprove and chastisement. Let the word do that. Not our word, but the word of God. Because people have to find themselves in the word of God. They got to find when, when, when the word of God comes forth. Then that word of God in itself is going to correct and reprove. It's going to chastise. It's going to give warning. And so when we're given the word of God, people know where they're falling at, where, where they're falling short at in their words. So we don't have to use our words to do that. I hear that often where people are bringing their, their words. They're bringing, people are releasing their anger. That's why I said be slow to wrath. Be slow to anger. Don't let anger come forth out of your words that you're bringing to the people of God. But well, let correction come forth. Let this word be done because the word of God said, "With well, loving kindness have I drawn men. So we want to let the word of God do the correction and the reproof. And so we don't want to get caught up in, you know, uh, what we think or how we feel it. We don't want our feelings to get caught up when we're, bringing, when we're standing before the, the people of God because we're going to be held accountable. We're going to be held accountable for that. Because it's a time and a place for that. If someone, if you have an alt, the word of God said, we have an alt against our brother, we have to do that privately. We can't do that openly. That open rebuke is so damaging. It's so damaging. And we can, it's a time for that. It's a time where God will release you to do that, the leaders to do that. But believe you me, it'll still be done in love. It'll still be done in love. Because that's what the word of God does. It rebukes us, but it does it in love. It does it in kindness. It does it in meekness and humbleness. And so we have to make sure that when God gives us that time of open rebuke, we got to make sure that it's all God. It's not coming from a place of anger. It's not coming from a place of hurt, of our hurt. But it's coming from the word of God. Because that's what the word of God says. You know, it's like that two-edged sword. It's going to show people the error of their weight. And so our lesson is letting us to know that, you know, we have to say, we as leaders, we as teachers, We have to stay in a place that we're lining up with the word of God. When it says that perfect man and able to bridle the whole body. In other words, we're able. We're standing in the word of God. We're allowing God. We're bringing ourselves in the subjection of God. My God, we're allowing God to create in us a clean heart and renew our spirit in us. We're allowing God to transform us by the renewing of our minds. We're presenting our bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is his reasonable service. So we're abiding under the word of God. We're abiding under the instructions and the directions and the uh, commandments of God. And so that's what this, this, this verse right here is talking about. That's when we know that, that we can bring our bodies under subjection. We can be as that perfect man, that complete man. That man that is in control. And we can't do it in ourselves. That's not what this is saying. We cannot do it within ourselves. And later on in our in our lesson, it'll let us to know that we don't have that capability. We don't have that power within ourselves. But we can only be that man, that perfect man when we surrender our will to God. Amen. And so it's giving us a different example. Amen, praise God. Uh, just want to make sure that we're understanding what this word is telling us this morning. And this lesson is geared towards the the, the, the leaders. And it's letting the leaders know. And isn't it geared towards the people that's, that's, that's releasing the word of God? God may give you a word. You may be in a grocery store. You know, you may be anywhere. You may be out and about. And God will give you a word to say to somebody. But we got to make sure, you know, that we're giving the word that God is saying for us to give so that that person can be encouraged, that person can be transformed, or that person can be delivered. And so that's what the word of God does. And so uh, just to, you know, come on down, because it it, it lets us to know, and I'm just going to, because some of these verses is coinciding with each other. And so it says, behold, we put bits in the horse's mouth. Amen? And so uh, meaning that, you know, if we put a bit in the horse's mouth so that they obey us. And so the word of God should be like that. The word of God should be in our mouth, in our spirit, in our heart, so that it controls us. Just like that bit that they put in the horse's mouth. And it's put in the, in the horse's mouth so that the the, the person that 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 that's controlling the horse amen can can turn that horse in the way that it should go it can it can give that horse direction and so that person has control over that horse and so the same way that the word of God we should have that word of God in our mouth so that it can control us okay amen praise God thank you Holy ghost that word can control us. Just like that bit is controlling that horse, just like that rudder. In the next verse, it talks about that small rudder that controls that big ship. And so even because of the tongue, because we're talking about the tongue on today, that that, that small member, amen, praise God, that's unruly, that's uncontrollable in itself. And so because of this, and it's giving us examples of how, that small thing can control because it's also letting us to know, Amen. That with just like the ship and just like the horse, Amen. And just like and then in, in the fourth verse it tells us, Amen, about the fire, Amen. Praise God. I'm sorry. Yeah, about the fire, Amen. And the fire. Speaking of you, you think of a forest fire, and it just takes just a, a, a match, Amen. Just a, a little spark. And it could cause something so, so much destruction and devastation. And so that's what the word of God is telling us on today in our lesson. Because if we don't allow God to control our tongue, the things that we say out of our mouth, the enemy will use our tongue for destruction. And it will have us saying things that will destroy people. There's a saying that as we were children, when we came up, and stones may hurt my bones, but words will never hurt me. But that is a lie from the pits of hell. That is a lie. Words will hurt you. Words can destroy you. Words can destroy your whole life. And so that's why we as leaders, we as the people of God, have to make sure that we're so careful of what we say. And how we say it, a lot of times, even when we're giving, you know, uh, what they call constructive criticism. In other words, we're telling the person what they need to hear. It's the way that we deliver it. It's the way that we say it, which is going to make the difference of whether they're going to receive it or reject it. So we, as the people of God, have to be so careful when we're even doing counseling. When a person comes to us for godly counseling, we have to be so careful on what we tell the person and how we tell the person what it is that God has given us to say to them. So that's why our tongues have to be bridled. That's why we have to bridle our tongue Because when we bridle our tongue, you know, and we don't just say everything that comes out of our mouth, then that's when God can take control and is can be in control of the things that we say and the uh and the effect that it's having on others. And so uh just going down, Amen, praise God, uh when we talking about where the fifth verse was the one that was talking about that that little uh fire that kindled, that little spark that can cause such great devastation, that one little thing, Amen. May God, that, that, can, that can cause things to go either the right way or the wrong way. You know, the, our tongue, that one thing that we said. Amen. Because in the sixth verse, it lets us to know that that the tongue is a fire and it's a world of unrighteousness. If it is not led, if you're not being led by the Spirit of God, your tongue is full, it says, and the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity a world of unrighteousness, when it's not bridled, when the tongue, when you do not allow God to control your tongue, when you're being led by the flesh, the flesh wants to retaliate. The flesh wants to strike out. The flesh wants to harm. No good thing. lies in this flesh. And so, when the tongue, when we're allowing the, our, our tongue to be even led by our flesh, by our emotions, then we can do some damage with the tongue. And once words are released, once things, once things are released out of our mouths, you can't take them back. Once you say something out of anger, once you say something to just get even with a person, and then you think, and then you think about it. You're like, oh, my God, I shouldn't have said that. That was something that I did not want to release. And, and and then maybe it was something that needed to be released, but maybe the timing was wrong and your motive was wrong and your delivery was wrong. And so we have to be so very careful of when we're bringing, when we're speaking, you know, in, even in our everyday speech, even in the things that we say on a daily Basis, We have to be so careful of how we do it because our tongue has the potential to destroy, and it's dangerous when it's left uncontrolled. My God, my God. It has hurt our tongue. Speech and words have destroyed marriages. It has destroyed families. It has destroyed churches. It has caused people to lose employment. It has caused people to be ostracized. People not wanting to be around them because of the things that were said. It destroys trust. So this trust, the tongue, is so destructive. When we leave it, Unbridled and uncontrolled when we don't allow God to be in our speech. When we don't be slow to speak. That's what James was saying. He was writing to the, to the to the to the Jewish uh Christians. And he was letting them to know the do's and the don'ts, the things that will cause harm to them. And so that's why it says, you know, you have to be you know, slow, swift to hear, be able to listen. And so listening comes in different forms as well. When we're about to come before the people of God, we have to hear what the Spirit is saying to us. We have to be able to hear what God is telling us to release to the people. We can't be anxious and go forth and say, well, okay, I know what I'm going to say. But we have to always be in that posture of, uh, okay, God, I don't know of humbleness. I in myself do not know what to say. And me, as a leader, one that God has called to come before the people and, and 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 administer His word and teach His word and you know give the people what God says. I promise you, I never go before the people. And God had to teach me that every since I went before God when God first brought this to me. God, I never want to go before the people. On my own, I always have that 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 feeling of uh not worthiness god I'm not worthy I'm not even uh able to go before your people on my own with my own intellect I don't want to go before your people with enticing words because I want your words to go I want you to speak through me. I don't want it to come from me. I want it to come through me, through you speaking, not from what I think but what the Word of God is saying. And I be so careful every time I come before the people of God that I hear what the Spirit is saying and I release what the Spirit is saying so that the people of God can be enlightened, empowered, my God, strengthened, encouraged delivered through the word of God, and so that's why it's very important that we as the people of God, make sure we're being led by God when we come before the people because we're going to be held accountable we're going to be held accountable, and then there's consequences there's consequences to us getting before the people and not saying what well, thus says the Lord, and so we don't want to be asked to go through. You know, punishment, chastisement from God. From God. We don't want the wrath of God, the anger of God to come upon us because we're misleading the people, because we have an ulterior motive to what we're doing. And so that's why you see so many fall. So many people fall. So many people fall into. So much, uh, you know, devastation and, you know, so many trials and tribulations and because, you know, God is chastising them. A lot of times we see people going through hard times and, you know, and situations and circumstances in their lives. And, you know, we as a people of God and we, we want to be compassionate towards them and not saying this is, a, this is the case all the time. But a lot of times people are going through, you know, leaders are going through Because God is chastising them because of the error of their way, because of the intent of their heart, because of their motives. And so we have to be so very careful that we stay in their right standing, in their right place with God. And so it's giving, you know, different illustrations here, you know, in in the, the following verses is saying that how every kind of beast, you know, and and the birds and serpents and things of the sea. So, in other words, it's saying that uh, different, you know, the animals, you know, can be tamed by mankind. And so why is it that we contain a lion? Why is it that mankind contains some, something so ferocious? Why is it that man can contain can can uh tame you know a snake, a fish you know you you see the dolphin you know uh you see that you go to dolphin shows and you see how they can you know uh, uh train the dolphins to do certain type of acts. You go to the circus and you see all these different animals that men have tamed, have train have tamed and trained to act a certain kind of way. And so here uh, James is giving all these demonstrations of the wisdom and the knowledge that man has that God has given man to be able to tame these different animals. But the one thing that man in himself cannot tame is the tongue. My God, the tongue. Because it's it's restless, it's evil. If it's not being uh if it's not being controlled by God, you know, and and we're allowing it to control us, we're allowing our tongue to control us. And so it's it's, it's full of deadly poison, you know? If you look at the snake, if it wasn't, there's no way that if that snake had not been tamed and trained that a man could literally handle that snake the way that he handled it. Because it's, it's, it's a venomous venomous snake, and it has poison. And that's just like he's giving illustrations of the tongue. The tongue releases poison, and that poison that is released through the tongue, that is not tamed, and that's not controlled by God, it's deadly. It's a deadly weapon. It's a deadly weapon in itself. It's a deadly weapon. My God, my God. Because the word of God lets us to know, amen, over in Proverbs. The 18th uh, 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 verse, in the tw- I mean the 18th uh, division, I mean over in the Proverbs 18 and 21, it says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it. Shall eat the fruit thereof. My God, my God. So see how much power is in the tongue. See how much power that's in our tongue. This little member that's connected by 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 tissue that sound comes from that controls your speech. It controls your your your, your eating, your taste. But it's controlled by the, the the mind, and so as a man, so he. That's what the word of God says. So when you get a thought in your mind, it comes out. Only way it can be comes from the mind and to the atmosphere is through the tongue, and it's what you allow to come from the mind through the mouth. It that determines. Whether you're speaking life or death, because that's the power that we have. That's the power that we have. And so we have to be so careful to make sure that we filter. You know, a lot of people say, you know, no filter. That's the word that the young people use. They, they ain't got no filter. You know, whatever comes to their mind comes out of their mouth, they don't filter. And we know things that are filtered. are things that we, you know, you if you think of a filter, that means it it comes through a a, a container or a, a, a instrument that you know it only lets out the good. It it you drains it. You drains out all the impurities, and so you only allow the good stuff to come through the strainer. You know, uh, you may strain um, tea. If you use uh, the, 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 the not the tea that's in the bag, but the regular tea, that it's the leaves, and so you boil it. And so after you boil it, you don't want the, 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 the leaves or the residue, so you allow just the flavor of the tea to come through or the coffee to come through. When we're making coffee, you have to put a filter in the coffee maker because you don't want the grains of the coffee, you want the 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 taste or the substance that's in the grain. And so that's the way we have to be, you know, we have to have a filter, you know, that is not gonna allow those thoughts that that's exalting itself against the knowledge of God. We are not allowing those things to come forth. But we're only allowing the things of God to come forth. Because we're not allowing those things to come forth. That is going to kill. We're allowing the things to come forth that is going to give life, because the word of God says you're going to eat the fruit thereof. So when you release, when you release life through your power, then then life is what you're going to produce, and you're going to speak life. You're going to speak life, my God. But when you allow death to come through your tongue, then that's what's going to manifest. Life, when you speak life, life is going to manifest. When you speak death, death is going to manifest. And so that's why, you know, the eighth verse says, you know, it, 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 no man can it. It's unruly, it's evil, and it's full of deadly poison. And so the ninth verse, as I, you know, uh, bring this lesson, you know, to a close, Amen. We want to see the things uh, that uh, that we do. Amen. And so the motives of the tongue. Amen. So we're gonna, you know, just talk about this ninth verse. It says, "Therewith bless we God, even the Father, and therewith
0: curse we men." And so you can't you can't do both. You know, you can't
1: not. You can't uh, feel comfortable or think that it's okay, you know, to bless God. And we see this so much in the body of Christ. You will see people. (laughs) I heard of an incident, and uh, God just brought this to my remembrance. I heard of an incident where uh, a person of God was up before the people and they had led them into praise and worship. And they had led a powerful praise and worship. And the people was exalted and they were, you know, blessed by the the exhortation that had went forth. And this person came and took their feet. And so now keep in mind, blessing God, praising God, giving God all the glory. And so this person came and took their seat. And so after the service had went, you know, forth, and I think it was during the, if my memory serves me correctly, it was during the time of offering, and there was a person that was in the audience, and this person was battling with homosexuality, and so it was evident in the way that of their appearance. And so this person came to the person that was doing the exhortation and had, you know, had you know brought you know a, a real good uh praise and worship service for it. And so this person approached this person of God. And I'm sure and you know, because of the approach. This person was probably you know letting this this person of God know that they had been encouraged through the the, the the praise and worship and that the praise and worship had really blessed them but because this person was being was in the flesh when the person approached them and they simply made a gesture towards them, the person must have jumped up. Now, this is the same person that was before the people of God, and that's what our lesson is letting us know, that we have to be so careful. This is the same person that was blessing God, that was exhorting God, that jumped up and allowed the flesh to take over and said something to this person that was ungodly. And not only did the person hear it, but the congregation heard it. And so that's why this verse is saying, "How can you bless God with with your tongue, and then curse these cursing curse man with your tongue?" And so this is an example of what James was saying to the to the Christians. How can you you can't do both. You can't do both. It, and James is saying that these things not out to be so. You can't do both because what are you saying? You're sending mixed signals. You're loving God. you got to choose you this day which one you're going to serve. Either you're going to be a servant of God or you're going to be a servant of the devil. And we see this so much. We see people in church and they'll come in church on Sundays and, oh, my God, you know, they'll, 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 uh, the ones that's over the people. They'll use, I mean, a lead, a, a, a awesome praise and worship, and in the choir, and, and all of these things, which is supposed to be blessing to God, blessing God. And then after church, you will see them being so ungodly, saying ungodly things, living ungodly lives. And so God is saying He's not even receiving that praise. He's not even receiving that praise that you gave him. It's like noise. Tingling brass, tingling brass, you just was making noise. It is not being effective. Nobody, no anointing is attached to it. And a lot of people get get, get that get that mixed up. You know, they get it twisted. That because I can get before the people, but the word of God says, gifts and calling come without repentance. So God gives you a gift. He's not an Indian giver. He's not going to take it back. He may give you a voice to sing. But is it being is he being glorified through it? not at all you're just like the, uh, the the secular performance performers you're just making the people feel good that's it That's all nothing is attached to that. even you got people bringing the word of God their motives if you're doing it if they're if 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 the the people of god if you're doing it if you're before the people and your motive is wrong. And you're doing it because you, because you have a form of godliness. Some people have been in church all their life, so they know the church ethics. They know what makes the people move. They know how to say certain things. The, the musicians know how to hit certain note, notes that's going to move the people. And so when you're before God and you know that, you know, you may have been, you know, there are people that have been before God, you know, ministering the word of God for a long time. Now, maybe when they first started out, their motives was right. Their motives was, was about God. It was about uh, the, the souls, you know, being converted, you know, the sinners, you know, coming in, salvation, you know, the, uh, everything that, the, that, that it's supposed to be about being transformed, people being transformed by the renewing of their mind, giving them, you know, the Word of God so that it can transform people. But a lot of times you go into churches nowadays and you don't hear about, you know, the wages of sin is death, you know, that you don't hear about them, you know, as far as the Word of God, what the Word of God is saying about adultery and fornication and and sin and, you know, lying, cheating, stealing, you know, all of these sins that the, the Word of God talks about. You don't hear about that. You hear about prosperity. You hear about people getting cars and money and husbands and wives and, you know, all of these uh, these things that are only temporal. And so God knows your heart. God knows your motive. And so because your motive is not right and because you can get before the people and, and, and speak the word of God, and but you nobody is being transformed. Because you're not giving this word to transform people. You're giving this word to entertain people. You're that, Those are those itching ears. You're telling people what they want to hear. You're afraid to tell the people what what the word of God is really saying. And that's why the word of God says it's like that two-edged sword. It's like a two-edged sword. It's, 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 it's designed to transform people. It's designed to uh, make people aware of their shortcomings. It's designed to uh, make people aware of the tricks of the enemy, the things that the enemy is trying to do to de- to deceive them, to deceive them. And so over in, in Hebrews, uh, I just want you to know what the word of God, the intention, and that's why we have to give the word of God according to what the word of God is saying. And it says the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Piercing until the dividing of thunder of soul and spirit. There's a division that has to come. You have to walk in the spirit of God. You have to know which spirit you're being led by so that it can transform you by the renewing of your mind and of the joints and metal. It has to get all the way down into your inward part, the inward part, the inward part, your inner being. My God, my God. And it is a discerner of the thoughts and intent of the heart. See, that's what the word of God does when it transforms you. It gets all the way down into your spirit, man, into your bones, your marrow. You know, you eat it, you breathe it, you live it. You're transformed by it. And that's what God is saying in our lesson on today. This is a powerful lesson. This is powerful. My God, my God, my God. This is where this genuine faith comes from. this disciplined faith is what we're talking about on today, and so James is telling them again, he's giving them another giving us another example on today. He says, "Do a fountain send forth the same uh forth at the same place sweet water and bitter water? No, it does not because sweet fresh water and salt water don't run together, same thing sweet water, bitter water, salt water, fresh water. It don't run in the same place. It says, "Can a fig tree bring forth olives or a grapevine figs?" My God! And so here, James and salt water, fresh water. And so this is what our lesson. As I'm bringing our lesson to a close, this is what our lesson is telling us. We have to. We can't do both. We have to allow God to. Speak through us, speak for us, take control of the things that we're saying and what we're doing. And so when we allow God, when we're being led by by the enemy, then we're led by gossip, pride, lust. Things of the enemy, you know, this is what causes people to, to, this is how you know, you know, when jealousy rises up in people. And so when you, when you know that, you know, people are being led, their tongues are being led by the enemy, then when you see jealousy, and so what, what counteracts jealousy, and I'm going to bring this lesson to a close, what counteracts jealousy is that we see the good in others and we celebrate them. We don't find jealousy in our hearts when we see our brothers and our sisters, amen, being exalted through God. And we see seeing them being blessed. Man, we celebrate with them. We are glad to see the blessings of the Lord on our brothers and our sisters. Amen. And so we celebrate them. We, Amen. Praise God. And we mean it. We don't just say it. A lot of people say that, but they don't mean that at all. But when we say it, when we're true men and women of God, being led by God, our tongues is being controlled by God, then we're going to celebrate those that God is blessing. Uh, another way that we can see that people, you know, the motives of people that's being led by, you know, the enemy is the selfishness. Selfishness. And so selfishness, you know, it, 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 it brings that, that pride. You know, it's all about me. You know, it's what I want. You know, it's what I want. See, that jealousy will bring gossip. That jealousy will hear you talking about people. That pride, that selfishness will have you in that prideful state where it's all about me. But God, when your tongue is being, uh, um, 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 when the motives of your tongue is being led by God, then you'll humble yourself. You'll love others. It's a humbleness that will come before upon you that you'll be walking in. And you won't, it, 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 you'll be selfless instead of selfish. You'll be selfless. You'll be willing to be a servant. You'll be willing to give of yourself. And so uh, the other thing that, you know, that when, you're, when you know that your motive uh, uh, is ungodly, is the ungodly desire. When you have the lust, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, the pride of life, these are the things that will, you know, we, we, people will see when, you know, you're being led by the flesh, when, you, you, when your tongue is being governed by the enemy, the ungodly desires. And so the thing that all them is we deny our flesh, and we only desire the things of God. We only desire the will of God. And so that's what our lesson is telling us on today, and that's what we have to be governed by today. And those are the things that God wants us to, to, to exemplify. Those are the things that God wants to see. Amen. We as leaders, amen, praise God. We as leaders, you know, being led by God and not being led by the flesh. And so we want to always know that we uh, are being led by God. We're always being led by God. We're always uh, allowing God uh, to lead and guide us in everything that we do, everything that we say, okay? And so we just praise God for this lesson on today. And we just thanking and praising God, amen, for giving us his instructions and his directions through his word on today, amen. And we're going to be doers of the word and and not just readers and hearers only. And we're going to allow God to control not only just our tongue but our motives, amen. We're going to allow God to be led by God, be led by the spirit of God when we're up before the people. We want to make sure that you know what we are teaching the Word of God is we're, we're being effective in the Word of God as we bring the Word of God that we're bringing it under the anointing of God so that yoke can be destroyed, you know, and that the captives is going to be set free, and that salvation is going to come forth. And so, because we don't want to just be up there saying things, we don't want to be before the people just saying any and everything. And so, we want to make sure. That we help, you know, that we examine ourselves to make sure that we're in the faith, that make sure that we're in the will of God, make sure that even before we come before the people, you know, that we come before God first, and we allow God to use us, and know that it's all about God and it's not about us. We're not about we. It's, it's not about us getting the accolades. And
0: you know, so, as,
1: as James was telling the people, it's not about you know, uh, getting all this prestige, you know, and you see in the pride that comes with that. We have to we have to allow the the call that God has on our life to control us. We cannot allow ourselves to be caught up in the title. We have to be caught up in the work that's connected to the title and the things that God has called us to be, to do, all for his glory. It's all about God. It's not about us. So I thank you so much, amen, for allowing God to come and speak to us on this morning and being a part of what God is saying for such a time as this. And so I give God all the glory honor, and praises. I'm just going to close this lesson out with a short prayer. Most gracious Father, we thank and we praise you. Glorifying and magnifying you always for the great and the mighty things that you're doing for such a time as this. How you've given us instructions and directions, how we're allowing you to lead and guide us, God, because we want to be fit for the master's use. We want you to say, well done, my good and my faithful servant. We want to be your servants, God. We want to be your oracles, God. We want to be used by you, God. We want to be your living epistles to be read by men, God. We know, God, hallelujah, my God, that we're nothing without you. And we can do nothing without you. But we know that it's all about you, God. So continue to instruct us and direct us and purge us, God. Hallelujah, my God. Continue to shape, make, us, mold us into your image and into your likeness. That we will be, my God, those perfect men that you can use, God. Those that are perfect in your will, in your way, God. Those that are mature and complete. And the things of God, we thank you and we praise you so much, God. And we'll forever give you all the glory and all the honor and all the praises that's due your name. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen, and amen. Well, thank you so much for joining us this morning for a time in the word of God. Amen. As you prepare to go to your different places of worship, I pray that we all have been enlightened through the word on today. I pray that we all will hide this word in our hearts so that we won't sin against God, so that we won't be led by the flesh. We won't be led by pride. My God, my God, but we'll be led by the spirit of the true and living God. So thank you, thank you so much once again for being a part of what we're doing here at the Methodist Christ Church. And if you've joined us for the first time, we invite you to truly come back and join us Monday through Friday at 6 o'clock a.m and every Monday evening at 7 o'clock p.m., and we're here every Sunday morning at 8 o'clock a.m., and all of these are central standard times. If you would like to know more about this ministry, we invite you to go to the website, messageofchrist.net and sylviastapelsministries.com. At that time, you will find out everything that's going on in our ministry, and you'll be able to just browse it and, you know, uh, sign up, amen, and be a part of the things, the teachings that's going on. You'll find out the different outings that we have. You'll find, amen, that every first and fourth Saturday we have a fellowship. One is in the Chicagoland area. One is in the Des Plaines area. And we invite you to come out to each and every one of those. Amen. You can go to our website and find out more information about that, or you can call us at our ministry line number, and that number is 773-609-2071 and we'll be more than happy to give you that information. You can also uh, text us on that line as well, and you we, we will get a response. Uh, if you're desiring prayer at any time, you can call and leave your prayer request on our ministry line number, or you can email it to us at messageofchristayahoo.com. And so what, right now we're having a class, a amen, that's going forth a program, our Wealthy and Healthy Program. And we just simply ask that you just sign up for it. Call the ministry, let us know. You know that you're interested in being a part of that, and we'll be more than happy uh, to give you the instructions on what it is that we are doing in our wealthy and our healthy uh, program. The Word of God uh, lets us to know that his will is that we prosper, be in good health as our souls prosper. So God is concerned about the whole man. So as we prosper in the Word of God, God wants our health. He wants us to be healthy. And then not only healthy, but he wants us to have more than enough. He wants us to prosper in the things that he has given us, the vision, amen, that he has given us. And so, please, it's very informative, and we're just starting up, so if you haven't missed anything. We just ask that you go ahead on and sign up, and you will get the information, amen, through email amen, and just give us the email address, or we'll find other ways to, if you don't have an email, it'll be other avenues that we could make sure that you get the information that you need to be a part of this Healthy and Wealthy program. So we thank God for you, amen, those of you that have partnered up with us. We thank God for you, for your partnership, amen, and we know that you're reaping the harvest from that because you're sowing into good soil. Uh, we're uh, doing our first fruit uh, seed offering. For uh, the month of it, it started in January. We're doing it January, February, and March. So please go ahead on and get that seed in the ground so that you can definitely reap your harvest. And so much given, much is required. Amen. If you sow uh, bountifully, you will reap bountifully. If you show, uh, sow uh, and a, uh, a little, you will reap a little. If you sow a lot, you'll reap a lot. So, amen. So we praise God for you on today. Thank you so much for taking our time to be with us on this Sunday morning. We give God the glory, amen, and praises for it all. Continue to pray for the ministry. If you would like our ministry to come to your ministry, please give us a call, and we can definitely uh, make plans to make that happen. It doesn't matter if you're in the Chicagoland area, north, south, east, or west, wherever you know you are so kind enough to invite us to come into your ministry, we'll be more than happy Amen, to do just that. So we thank God for you on today, and we pray that you have been truly blessed. Amen, by the things of God, the word of God, what God has said. You have hid it in your heart. Amen, so that you weren't sin against him. Amen, praise God. So thank you so much. I have been your teacher this, evening, this morning. Amen, evangelist Betty Howard. Amen, but it's not about me. It's all about God. So go through this day knowing that, amen, that you are disciplined in your faith and that you are being led by your genuine, you are being led by genuine faith, amen, genuine wisdom, amen, praise God, and most of all, you're being led by God. So God bless you, love you so much. This ends our time in the Word, amen, and until we feel your presence on this line again, please join us, come back and join us Monday through Friday, amen, so that we can be empowered once again and enlighten, amen, and come together in unity on one accord. So may God bless you and keep you as always. Our prayer, we love you here at the Message of Christ Church under the leadership of Apostle Sylvia Staples in Chicago, Illinois. And there's absolutely nothing you can do about it but be obedient to the word of God and love us back. God bless you. Love you so much. Until we feel your presence on this line again, God bless you and goodbye.
0: To stop conference recording, press 1. Your conference recording has stopped.